0: SPS Radio. In this bulletin, the federal government fails to deliver millions of dollars for talks with traditional owners of Betaloo Basin. Prime Minister Scott Morrison announces $5.4 billion in funding to build the Hell's Gates Dam in North Queensland. And Labour leader Anthony Albanese says there won't be an inquiry examining bullying allegations against the late Kimberley Kitchen. A Senate inquiry has been told millions of dollars promised by the federal government for talks with the traditional owners of the Bitaloo Basin have not been delivered. The basin is one of five gas fields the government plans to develop to support exports and manufacturing. There has been concern about the projects in the Northern Territory. Cattle Baron Pierre Langenhoven says there is not enough water in the basin for the cattle industry to share the area with oil and gas fracking. Traditional owners in the Northern Territory say they have launched international legal action in a bid to block one of the biggest oil and gas projects in Australia. Last year, a $4.7 billion deal between Australian and South Korean energy giants was signed off as part of the Barossa offshore development, including a pipeline connecting a gas field in the Timor Sea to an existing LNG facility on Darwin Harbour. Some Tiwi and Larakia elders say they do not support the gas pipeline as it will run through a habitat protection zone near the Tiwi Islands north of Darwin. Tiwi clan leader Daniel Munkara, one of the plaintiffs, told the ABC his people had not been given enough information about the development. The specialist police unit that was sent to Uendomo to arrest Kumanjai Walker before he was fatally shot by Constable Zachary Rolf has been disbanded. The immediate response team, IRT, had been deployed to Uendumu to arrest Mr. Walker in November 2019. During an ABC Radio Darwin interview yesterday, Northern Territory Chief Minister Michael Garner revealed that the IRT had been disbanded since the Fado incident. Mr. Garner said a separate police unit that was highly trained and very professional was better placed to deal with the types of deployments previously undertaken by the IRT. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has announced $5.4 billion in funding to build the Hell's Gates Dam in North Queensland. He says there shouldn't be any opposition to the project and has urged the Queensland government to support the build. He says it will create thousands of jobs and generate billions of dollars into Queensland's economy and agriculture industry during construction and operations. The agriculture that is going to be produced and the 10,000 jobs that are in the benefits of this dam being built. That produce is gonna come to this port, it's gonna go out on ships, and in seven days, it'll be in Singapore. That is what these dams do. They unlock the opportunity and wealth of this region that is there, ready to be tapped. And that's gonna generate the incomes. And during operations, new agricultural opportunities are expected to support more than 3,000 jobs and generate up to $6 billion. Now, Labour leader Anthony Albanese says there won't be any inquiry examining bullying allegations of the late Victorian Senator Kimberly Kitching. Despite growing calls for an investigation, including... By former Labour MPs, Mr Albanese says an inquiry isn't needed. He's told Nine's Today show that Senator Kitchen would have wanted the party to move on and dedicate themselves to a Labour victory at the election. There were no complaints uh, put in, in any formal sense at all, about issues. The one issue uh, that was raised was Kimberley's position on the tactics committee. A judge has ruled that signs promoting a federal political candidate can be displayed by residents in Melbourne's Bayside suburbs, despite no election date being set. Former ABC reporter Zoe Daniel is running as an independent in the federal seat of Goldstein, which River MP Tim Wilson currently holds. Her campaign manager, Keith Badger, went to Victoria's Supreme Court to confirm if election signs promoting Ms. Daniel were allowed under the Bayside Planning Scheme after the council challenged their legality. Justice John Dixon this morning ruled the signs can be displayed but only for three months and not for more than 14 days after the federal election. He says the election, which is due to be held by the 21st of May, is an event regardless of whether or not the Governor-General has issued a writ. New South Wales has recorded 24,115 COVID-19 cases and five deaths. There are 1,162 people in hospital with the virus, including 44 in intensive care. Victoria has reported 10,471 new infections and 11 deaths country 243 hospitalizations in Victoria, 23 in the ICU, and four on ventilators. And some 19 Tasmanians with COVID-19 were incorrectly told they tested negative on on their PCR test. The Health Department says the error was corrected within three hours. Tasmania's Health Commander, Catherine Morgan-Wakes, has apologized for the mistake. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has warned of a possible food crisis because of disrupted grain exports from Ukraine. During a video address to the Italian Parliament, Mr. Zelensky says Ukraine would struggle to export its agricultural goods. Ukraine has always been one of the largest food exporters, but how should we sow under shelling of Russian artillery? How should we sow when the enemy is deliberately placing mines in fields and destroying fuel bases? We don't know what harvest we'll have and if we're able to export it when our ports are captured and blocked. Corn, vegetable oil, wheat, and many other products is a major food exporter and Mr. Zelensky says famine could affect various countries. He's called on the Italian government to sanction Russia by imposing trade embargoes, banning the entry of Russian vessels to Italy's ports, and blocking the estate and bank accounts of Russian oligarchs linked with the Kremlin. He says he has asked Pope Francis about a possible role for the Vatican in mediating peace talks. And more than 42,000 people will pay their respects to cricketer Shane Won at his state memorial service. The event will take place on the 30th of March at 7pm at the Melbourne Cricket Ground. The state's premier, Daniel Andrews, says there are still free tickets available and that Victorians will be there in massive numbers. Won died of a suspected heart attack in Thailand on the 4th of March. And in cricket, Australian all-rounder Cameron Green says he expects the pace of the game to speed up, heading to the third day of the third and final test against Pakistan in Lahore. Pakistan is 1 for 90 in response to Australia's first innings total of 391. Green was Australia's second top scorer in its first innings, scoring 79. It was slow going at times for Australia when it batted, scoring at under three runs per over. But Green says that's no concern as Test matches in Pakistan function differently than those in Australia. Yeah, the first one or two days, you just look about as much as you can. No rush um, because you know the last last couple of days, day four and five, hopefully wickets come um, a lot more easy to come by. Um, yeah, if you get a chance to bat in the first innings, um, basically just take your time because. Um, yeah hopefully yeah, the game speeds up at the end this series is tied at nil all and now having a look at the weather around the country. Broome a partly cloudy day, 34. Perth, sunny, 29. Adelaide, partly cloudy, 22. Melbourne, cloudy, 20, 19, not 29, 19 degrees in Melbourne. And Hobart, partly cloudy, day 17. Albury-Wodonga, partly cloudy, 24. Canberra, shower, 2, 27. Wollongong, much the same, 24 degrees. Sydney, similar conditions, 24. Newcastle, showers increasing, 29. Brisbane, sunny, 31 degrees. Townsville, a sunny day, thirty. Cairns, also sunny, thirty-one. Alice Springs, sunny, thirty-seven. Darwin, a mostly cloudy day, thirty-three, and the West Strait Islands, a rainy day, in the top of twenty-eight. And that is NITV Radio News. <laughs>